show late at night. It's 2 a.m. in the morning. I kind of feel like the easy listening DJ that comes on late at night. Here in Boston, we just had our guy retire after 30 years. And every night at 10 o'clock, it would be good evening. This is David Allen Boucher, and this is Bedtime Magic. I'm going to be lulling you off to sleep tonight with all your favorite easy listening hits. If you get a chance, give a call and say hi. It's always nice to hear from you. Meanwhile, let's set the mood with a little Barbara Streisand. Oh, he was so good. David Allen Boucher, if you happen to be listening to the show, you were great, and Boston will miss you. So, good day, guys, or good night, guys, really. I hope this finds you all well, and I hope that you will enjoy today's show. So, here it is. You know what I'm going to say. This is the last time. This is the last time for 11 months that you have to listen to this. But here we are. The final two days to support the show and vote for an older gay guy show in the two categories for the 2022 People's Choice Podcast Awards. Now, if you enjoy my content, voting for the show is a great way to show your support without it costing you any money. I'll be starting the 2022 sweeps period of shows in just over a week, and I have quite an array of content for you this year, including raising some of the deleted episodes that had moved over to Joey After Dark when it existed. Additionally, I have a couple of new interviews and a couple of new story times as well. And I'll be giving some diet and fitness help also. And there's quite an interesting episode about Icy Dead People Part 4. And starting out this year's sweeps period, assuming assuming that I do make the finals. So if you haven't voted, you have to vote in the next two days. I need to be in the finals for me to do my sweeps period. But starting out the sweeps period this year is the new updated episode, which is my most popular ever, Gym Showers. So guys, this is my final mention of voting as there's only a couple of days left to vote me into the finals. The detailed instructions are found down in the show notes or you can go to podcastawards.com quickly register and vote for an older gay guy show in the Adam Curry People's Choice category and the Feast of Fools LGBTQ category. And then, <laughs> I keep saying this because people miss it. It's so important. And I have no idea why you have to do it. But save your votes at the bottom of the page. 
once you vote, you'll see that category will actually disappear because you're able to vote in every category if that's what you want to do. Save your votes at the bottom of the page. And remember, voting is a great way for you to show me that you still enjoy this podcast. So thank you for all considerations. Check out down in the show notes for the instructions. And you won't hear me ask again for 11 months. (laughs) Thanks again for that, guys. In today's episode, I want to kick around some thoughts about the future of gay socializing, especially for those of us over 40. So, let's get to it. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com. I will start this out by admitting that I don't know the answer to this question that I pose. I'm just kicking around some thoughts, but your input, your ideas, your possible expertise in such matters is what I hope to awaken. Because as a 64-year-old gay man, I continue to miss the social aspects of gay life. I know it still exists in some places. Of the gay meccas, Provincetown still has a dozen or so gay bars and dance clubs. Fire Island has half a dozen or so. Palm Springs has close to 20 bars and clubs. Key West has at least half a dozen. San Francisco has a couple of dozen. And then all the other major cities of the U.S., has at least a couple. But here in the city of Boston, we're down to three places that are gay seven days a week. And of those, only one is a dance club. In the more suburban areas within Boston's city limits, we do have another couple. They're kind of local gay bar kind of places out here in Dorchester where I live. And we do have some clubs that periodically will do one evening a week as a gay dance night. But so many of those are overrun by straight people. Oh, it's so fun to come to gay bars because I don't have to worry about guys checking me out and hitting on me. That's just fine, dear. But you are taking up a space where a man could be standing. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, it's, uh, it's difficult to even tell that these are LGBTQ spaces. Now, online dating and hookup sites are most often regarded as the number one reason for the disappearance of gay bars and clubs. And to some extent, meth use did some damage. But at this point, I wonder if drug culture has any remaining destructive influence on gay spaces. Online really seems to be the big culprit. And that is not going to go away. If anything, (laughs) it's going to increase as more apps are created and technology gets more realistic. 
can you imagine 20 years from now? We will probably have holograms and even AI porn and companions. At that point, will a gay guy ever even leave their house? (laughs) So if we're going to come out with a strategy to bring back what we had or even to hang on to what we have now, we better get the ball rolling. Look, I realize I am perhaps fighting a no-win battle. Those of us over 40 who were raised as little gay boys started out our social lives in gay bars. I mean, what else was there? If we wanted to meet someone, we had to physically cruise them, whether that be in a gay bar or a club or in a mall or supermarket or just walking down the street or even out in the freaking bushes of a local park. We had to meet them in person. And I suppose the one way that we didn't go cruising them ourselves is if one of our friends or co-workers set us up on a blind date. But how often did those things pan out? No, in, in person was the way to go. But those of us on the far side of 40 who miss the bars and clubs, if they magically came back to what they were, would we even want to go anymore? I mean, here we are in the sunset years of life, settled down either with a partner or by ourselves. We've become homebodies. We'd rather watch Downton Abbey with a pizza than go stand against a wall in a bar hoping that we hook up. So even though all my friends moan and groan about how the bars are gone, when I've tried to get some friends to come out with me, oh, come on, remember Sunday tea dance? We used to go all the time and they still have it at Club Cafe. Come on, let's all go this Sunday. And some make excuses once I suggest it, or worse, they agree to it just to cancel that morning. I'm tired. I haven't slept well. I just want to stay in and watch TV and drink some wine. Oh, So you want to bitch that bars aren't there, but it doesn't even affect your life because ultimately you won't go. I've talked about trying to get local bars to offer a gay night or even just patronize the few gay establishments that do exist. Patronize is the right word, right? That's the go-to-it kind of thing, not the... I think the other one's patronize. I'm not positive. Anyway, I think it's a lost cause where young people are concerned. If they want to hook up, they go to Grindr or other apps. If they want to date, there are also apps for that. And as for dancing or just going out for drinks with friends, well, the world has now changed. Young gay people feel comfortable expressing themselves 
in many establishments that are considered straight, ones that we never had the balls to do. And perhaps we were right, because back then, we would have gotten ourselves beat up. In today's world, it's somewhat more tolerant. It's much more common to find a bar that publicizes that it is gay-friendly than it is to have a bar try to only be gay, even if that's seven days a week, because there just isn't enough patronage to make it financially doable, and I don't think that's going to change. But who suffers the most? In my opinion, once again, it is those of us who are older and don't have what we consider to be a circle of close friends. Those who spend almost all of their free time alone. Those who can't seem to make personal connections, so they end up lonely and depressed. And as you know, it is those guys who I am most concerned about that I want to reach. Because loneliness is a loss of hope. And for those of us who have never experienced that deafening silence of being alone, of wanting desperately to sleep through the holidays just to make them pass quickly, if you have never experienced those feelings, you are very fortunate. And I hope for your sake that you never have to live through that but many of us live it every single day. And as we get older, we're going to pull away from being online. Once we're in our 80s, once we're in our 90s, technology is going to surpass our generation. Already I get lost when reading manuals for tech stuff. Who can keep track of it all? Have you seen the speed at which a 15-year-old can send a fairly long text? With hands balancing their phones in the palms of their hands, kind of, and their thumbs are going a mile a minute writing texts, by the way, that have no punctuation, no capitalization, double negatives, oh, and to the hell with grammar. Technology and now socialization is moving past us and we seem to have missed our connecting flight along the way because I sure am getting lost. So what is the answer? I ask myself all the time, how do we hold on to the older LGBTQ plus community as a whole? How do we increase our socialization? How do we bring our lonely, forgotten brothers and sisters into our lives? As I said at the start, I don't have an answer. If I had megabucks and had tons of money, I think one of the things I would do is create retirement villages specifically for LGBTQ plus people. I think a few places have started. We just don't really hear that much about them. 
But if I started a pilot program in a couple of cities, maybe San Francisco and maybe in Provincetown or something, and try to see if people would be interested in retiring in a village community where all your LGBTQ plus brothers and sisters interact, take care of each other, socialize together. I suppose that would be the answer, but that wouldn't come about until we were ready to go into our retirement home. And we're not at that stage yet. I just don't want to see socialization really disappear because it's it's going to and the pandemic didn't help it at all we are just isolating ourselves we did it for medical reasons for two and a half years so far but even if it wasn't around even if the pandemic wasn't in place would we be going out and meeting people would we be getting our friends together once a week and at the very least go out to brunch? You know, gay church. <laughs> but I don't know. Do you have any ideas? If you have an idea that you think is good, well, first of all, like trademark the idea or copyright the idea, whatever you have to do. But if you want it to be put out there in the universe... Send me a letter telling me what it is that you think would help to create socialization. And I'll read it here on the show and we can talk about it. All right, my friends, I'm going to head off. It's not a long episode. I'm getting the other episodes ready, as well as a video, and as well as I'm working on Chapter 5 of Northridge High Football Camp for jockstrap stories this is joey hernandez thank you so much for joining me this week i'll be back in a few days and oops one last time please vote i really appreciate it there's only two more days take care bye for now